says, Ezra enacted ten takonis. Number one, that we read from the Torah on Shabbos by Mincha. Number two, that we read from the Torah on Monday and Thursday. Number three, that the court is in session on Monday and Thursday. Number four, that laundry should be done on Thursday. Number five, that garlic should be eaten on Erev Shabbos. Number six, that women should get up early and bake. Number seven, that women should wear undergarments on their lower body. Number eight, that women should comb their hair before going to the mikveh. Number nine, that perfume peddlers should go around to the cities to sell their goods. And number ten, that black carry must go to the mikveh. Number now gets as a comment on each uh, each of these ten. Number one, this we said that uh, they lay on min- by mincha on Shabbos. This was done for the sake of the people who work all week and don't go to shul during the week. With regard to number two, reading on Torah on Monday and Thursday, Bryce says it was actually instituted by the Nevi'im after Moshe. Bryce says they instituted that one person reads three psukim and three people read one pasuk each. Ezra instituted that three people read a total of at least ten psukim corresponding to the ten people of the community who sit and learn the base medish all the time. With regard to instituting Bezin on Monday and Thursday, he did so because people are in the cities on those days to go and hear the Torah reading based on the last Akana. Laundry should not run on Thursday, he said, because in honor of Shabbos, Garlic should be eaten on Erev Shabbos. This was enacted because of the midst of Oina on Friday night. And the Bryce says five things about garlic. It satiates, it warms the body, it brightens the face, it increases a man's zera, and it kills the bugs in the intestines. Some say it also brings in love and takes out jealousy. He enacted that women should get up early and bake so that it would be, bread be available for poor people when they go around looking for food. He enacted that they should wear undergarments because this was enacted for purposes of sneas, which helps prevent znus. He enacted that the women should comb their hair before going to the mikveh. But yes, but that's derais in the chayr, that they can't have a chatzitza even in the hair when they go to the mikveh. So why is this instituted by Ezra? The says derais, so she only needs to check for hair to, to, to see if there are knots or dirt in her hair. Ezra instituted that she must comb her hair as an extra checking as well. He instituted that perfume peddlers should go around so that women should not become repulsive to their husbands. Finally, instituted that the Balkari should go to the mikveh. I, we learned this from a pasuk and it's a deraisa. The Mar said deraisa Balkari has to go to the mikveh only if he wants to eat shumer kodesh. Ezra instituted they has to go to the mikveh even just to learn Torah. Zakmar, the ten things I was said about Shulaim. Number one, a house there is not permanently sold. Number two, an egla rufa is not brought there. Number three, it cannot become an iranidachas, a city where most of the population worships the Zara, and therefore they're all killed and their possessions are destroyed, and the city is left desolate. For Shulaim, they can't happen. Number four, the houses in it are not subject to tzaras. Number five, we don't allow beams or porches to overhang from buildings. Number six, we don't make garbage dumps there. Number seven, we don't make furnaces there. Number eight, we don't make gardens or orchards there except for the existing Garden of Roses, the name of a garden that was there that existed from the time of the first Nevi'im. Number nine, we don't raise chickens there. Number ten, we don't keep a mace there overnight. And Mar again gives a comment about each of these on the list. Regarding the first, that a house is not permanently sold there, the Mar says the puzzle that discusses a house that's permanently sold and cannot be redeemed and, uh, and doesn't go, to turn, go back to its owner at Yoival, the puzzle says to the one who purchased it. And the Mar holds the Shalim can't be purchased because it doesn't belong to any of the Shratim and therefore it's not included in this puzzle. Regarding Egla Rufa, the puzzle also says the land that Hashem gave you to inherit. The Mar holds the Shalim was not given over to be inherited, so there's no Egla Rufa there. Regarding Irnidachas, also the puzzle says your cities. And the Mar holds the does not belong to any of the Shratim. Regarding Saras, also the Pasuk says, the house in the land of your inheritance. And the Gemara holds Yishlaim, did not belong to any of the Shvatim. The fifth thing we said is that you don't have things overhanging into the Rishus Haram. This was done so not to create uh, oil to spread more Tumah, and also so that the people being other will not hurt themselves. We don't have garbage dumps there because we don't want to attract Shvatim, which give off Tumah. We don't make furnaces there because we don't want smoke there that blackens the walls of the city. We don't. Uh, want gardens there and things like that because we don't want there to be piles of bad grasses cut from the garden or that it also should, shouldn't smell from all the fertilizers that would be needed. We don't allow chickens there because the chickens peck at the garbage and may make a tame, may take a tame piece of a sherets and touch kajim with it. And finally, we don't leave a mace there overnight. This is based on a Kabbalah.
The Mishnah said, A Bryce explains that when the Hashmanoi kings were fighting each other, those inside Yishalayim would send out money every day to those besieging on the outside, and in return they would send a basket over the wall with an animal used for the carbon tamid. There was one elderly man who uh, inside who used to learn the Yichachmas Yivonis, and he told the people on the outside that if they stopped sending the animals in carbon tamid, they'd be able to conquer those on the inside. The next day, the people on the outside sent up a pig in the basket. Halfway up the wall, the pig dug its nails into the wall, preventing it from going up any further, and all the various souls shook. It was at that time the Rabbanon said, Cursed is the person who raised pigs, and cursed is the person who teaches his son Greek wisdom. In fact, we're taught that Rebbe said it's better to speak Greek than the Circe language. So how do you say it's bad, uh, the, that Greek is bad? Or he said, speaking Greek is not problematic. It's the, it's the Chochmas HaYavonis. That's what's the problem. I, in fact, we learned that there were 500 students of Rebbe Gamaliel who studied Greek wisdom. Where I said Rebbe Gamaliel was close to the government, and as such, he found it necessary for himself and his people of his household to be well-versed in Chochmas Yavonis. In fact, this reason is clearly taught in a Bryce as well. But for regular people, it would be absolutely the wrong thing to do.